Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for joining us today on Origin Gates' daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. My name is Parker Thomaston, and I'm so honored to have this opportunity to share my heart. Today, I want to start off in Mark chapter 1. Uh, we're going to read verses 16 through 20, and I want to share some things with you that Yahweh is stirring uh, within me. In verse 16, it says, And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Verse 17, Then Yeshua said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little farther from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called to them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants, and they went after him. So I want to start off by saying that before Yeshua ever performed a miracle, it was his walk that caught men's attention. And and I want to ask you a question today because it is so important for you and I to remember where we were when Yahweh had called our name. Where were you when he called your name? And and I remember where I was when he called me. Man, I remember being five years old in my grandparents' living room. And, and you know, like kids had dreams of different things. I wanted to be a baseball player. But my brother and I, we used to pretend to be ministers like he would he would lead the worship and I would come in and preach like I remember being 11 years old coming back from a youth camp and being filled with the Holy Ghost I remember being being 13 years old and just burning daily to know more about Yahweh more about um, who he is and 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 what he was about I remember being 15 years old laying in my bedroom floor Floor, hosting his presence, playing worship music. I remember being 17 years old, getting ready for college thinking that I had everything planned out. I knew what I wanted to major in, what I wanted to study, and and being 18 and having all those plans wrecked and and me just learning how to trust in Him. I remember laying my dreams down in order to carry the greater ones that Yahweh had for me. And the point here is that I can tell you where I've been when I've caught eyes with Yahweh and responded to His call. But here in Mark chapter 1, some Something significant happened. And, and that was that in verse 16 it says, and as he walked by the Sea of Galilee. It doesn't say that he that he called out to them. It, it now it did say that in verse 17, but in verse 16 he simply walked by and Simon, who later became Simon Peter and Andrew here, responded to the walk that Yeshua had. And I truly believe that Yeshua walked as his father Yahweh walked. And that walk carried a voice. And in Genesis chapter 3, it says uh, in verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. Now, I, I, I've talked about this before briefly. I believe that Adam and Eve didn't simply forfeit their ability to recognize the frequency of what Yahweh carried, but rather the ability to carry this frequency themselves. The root of this forfeit was an inability to recognize 
recognize that each of them possessed the very thing that they were in search of. And that very thing was simply to be like Yahweh. Now, this is restored on our behalf, so let's act like it. It is so disheartening to me to hear that there are still many people who who identify with this fallen nature, this, this curse accompanied by the sin of Adam. But Yeshua came and, and wiped all of that slate clean to give us a fresh start. He said that he was the last Adam and the firstborn among many brethren. So we've got to allow ourselves to identify with the redemption that Yeshua has set in place for our lives. Now, this voice is a, a Hebrew word, and that Hebrew word is kol. It's made up of kuf, vav, and lamed. Now, whenever I put these Hebrew letters together, what I get is this. It's This word voice um, means from a position not limited by time as we have measured. The promise remains fulfilled. All that was, all that is, and all that will be is not only formed but in possession of the rightful owners who are you and I. This ownership stands upon both the foundation of heaven and earth, making the connection and establishing the original intent. Now, as we learn, we are able to teach how to tangibly manifest the frequencies that are familiar to us. Now, there's a mystery here, and and the mystery is not only in who Yeshua was, but also what he carried. Now, keep this in mind. Attraction is only intense when mystery is involved. As the disciples recognized the frequency resounding from Yeshua, they were led to abandon the lesser life in exchange for the greater. It wasn't even a question. Like it's, It simply began when they caught eyes with one another. I, I, I just want to go back and, and hold on to this, that as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, this is, this is what caught their attention. It was what caught their gaze. Now, in Mark chapter 1, verses 35 through 37, it says this. Now, in the morning, having risen a long while before daylight, he went out and departed to a solitary place, and he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. And when they found him, they said to him, everyone is looking for you. Now, when you're moving in the right direction, I just want to remind you that progression creates strength. Neutrality creates tolerance, but regression creates weakness. When you're moving in the wrong direction, the reverse is in effect. Progression creates weakness, neutrality creates tolerance, and regression creates strength. And and I want to look at another passage of Scripture found in Mark chapter 14. Um, This is about 10 verses I'm going to read to you, and I want to share some things that hopefully encourage you here. In verse uh, 32 of chapter 14, it says this, Then they came to a place which was named Gethsemane. And he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. And he took Peter, James, and John with him. And he began to be troubled and deeply distressed. Then he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. So stay here and watch. He went a little further and he fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, that this hour might pass from him. 
And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but you will. There is, is so much here about will and, and even that Yeshua had the liberty to have his own will, but he still submitted that to the will of his father. Verse 37 says, then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away and prayed and spoke the same words. And when he returned, he found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy and they did not know what to answer to him. And he came a third time and said to them, are you still sleeping and resting? It is enough. The hour has come. Behold, the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. My betrayer is at hand. So the question here for me is what happened between Mark chapter 1 and Mark chapter 14, right? This was when they received the invitation and now they have an invitation to be with him and they fall asleep. Did the disciples become tired? Did they become bored? Did Yeshua let them down? And the thing here is that the problem is not familiarity. We, we are meant to be familiar with Yahweh. We, he desires for us to be able to recognize him and his characteristics and who he is and what he's about. But the problem here is tolerance. Now, tolerance is defined as decreased responsiveness to a stimulus over a period of continued exposure. So it means that you still may encounter something similar, uh, something familiar even, but but it doesn't affect you the way that it used to. Now, I, I want to say this. I've heard um, a, a friend of mine say that the disciples were attentive to pursue the prayer meeting that they weren't invited to in chapter 1, but they slept through the one that they were invited to in chapter 14. And, and that is such a, a fascinating point here because it's like when you desire something, when you have a need, your heart is is completely attached to the mystery associated with that need. However, oftentimes when we receive an invitation, we don't adequately place a proper valuation on the invitation that's been given to us. Now, our responsibility is not to abandon where we are and go back to anything at all. It's to simply progressively pursue the heart of Yahweh in order for you and I to advance with Him. Now, when you're moving, I wanna I wanna hit this again. When you're moving in the right direction, progression creates strength. Neutrality creates tolerance and regression creates weakness. But when you're moving in the wrong direction, the reverse is in effect. You can move in the wrong direction and it pulls you further away from the very thing that you were intended to possess. It it's that that Progression creates the weakness. Neutrality creates tolerance, but regression creates the strength. Now, the problem that I have with neutrality is that it carries the illusion of progression, 
but remains limited to how far others are willing to push you. This reminds me of a story when I was in high school. Um, I, I learned how to drive a vehicle that had a manual transmission. Now, this was an SUV that my dad owned, and it was like one of the coolest things to me. Four-wheel drive, uh, Toyota 4Runner, and, and it was just like a, a manly vehicle. You know, as a, a 16, 17-year-old kid, it was so cool to be able to drive this. Um, but it, it had a manual transmission, so there's a clutch, right, that you have to push in to be able to shift gears. Well, one day, the starter wasn't working, um, and one of my friends told me that they could push me while I'm sitting in the driver's seat, and you pop the clutch when the vehicle's in gear, and it can help start it. It, like, overrides the starter. Now, I'm not a mechanic. I don't claim to be, so I really don't understand how that process works, but I do remember my baseball teammates after after practice one day, pushing me through the parking lot of my high school. And I popped that clutch and it kind of shifted me into gear to be able to go. But this neutrality is, is what carries the illusion of progression. I was able to move forward, but I was limited to how far and how fast the people around me were able to push me. I, I, I was never capable of generating the power to create movement for myself. And so I was codependent upon what they were able to do. And Yahweh desires for us to be in this place of maturity that you and I are able to crank this vehicle for ourselves. We're not codependent on what church leadership is able to do, um, what anyone else is able to do for us. It is dependent upon our desire to be able to walk in the fullness and manifest the kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. It's, It's that the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. And that is going to come from you and I standing in a position of authority that we allow ourselves to operate um, confidently, knowing that we have governance of all of creation, that it recognize the frequency of heaven that is within us that you and I are able to produce. So family, tonight, uh, well today actually, depending on where you are, my desire desire is is to to encourage you to be able to crank this vehicle for yourself it is that that the walk of Yahweh that that just exudes this frequency is what catches our attention I, I encourage you to remember the place that you were whenever Yahweh's walk caught your eye and what it's looked like you know over the past however many days months or years that you have been following him because there is a there is a a mystery to the depth of who Yahweh is and who He desires to reveal um, Himself to, and and I personally believe that if you're listening to this podcast uh, today, that that person is you. That He desires to reveal Himself to you in a way that may be. Um, it may be unfamiliar, but it may be familiar in a way that he desires to move you again. And so, family, this is this is just such a, a joy and a privilege uh, to be able to recognize the position that you and I are in and all that Yahweh has given us possession of today. So we thank you so much for your engagement. Thank you for joining in in faith and listening uh, to these podcasts. And, and uh, we are just so honored and so blessed to be a part of of this. We love you, bless you, and look forward to the next time that we're together.